0: Drive Time on RTE Radio 1. Sponsored by Zurich. When investment performance matters, make sure your savings are with Zurich. Visit zurich.ie to find out more. Thank you very much indeed, Orla, for that. Now, earlier today, the European Commission published ambitious climate targets for 2040. In order to stay on track to meet the goal of net zero greenhouse gas emissions in 2050, they say the European Commission, we'll need to uh, have an economy-wide 2040 target of 90% net greenhouse gas cuts compared with 1990 levels. I'm joined now on the line by Kieran Cuff, Green Party MEP for Dublin, and also by Dennis Drennan, who's our uh, president of the ICMSA, the Irish Creamery Milk Suppliers Association. You're both very welcome to the programme, 51551 for this. I might come to you, Kieran, for this, because... The reports and the talk around this uh, latest draft from the European Commission is that um, it's a watering down of a previous draft, particularly when it comes to the agriculture sector. Is that, is that your reading of it?
1: Well, from what I've heard, I think the Commission pulled back uh, a bit on what they see as agriculture contributing. But I think what we've learned from the discussions over the last few years is that every sector has to play its part. Transport, energy, construction, agriculture and I think the good news is that there are solutions in all of these areas mm-hmm. and the solutions help to protect biodiversity and they help to protect the environment. Um, so, when you say I, I that I every
0: sector has to play its part, are, do you disagree within the, the rowing back of some of the targets previously set for agriculture?
1: Well, I, I think we have to be careful to ensure that, that there is action in all sectors, because if we don't do that, uh, we'll put far too much pressure on, on one sector uh, over another. I mean, for instance, in, in transport, of course, we need to dramatically improve Improve, improve public transport we need to transition to electric vehicles we need to invest in sustainable uh, mobility and walking and cycling but we can't do everything in, in transport mm. uh, and that's why we need to uh, we need to work in other areas as well and give farmers a decent wage to, to, yeah. to take agriculture we'll for example. Let, let me
0: bring in uh, Dennis Drennan from the ICMSA what about that Dennis? That the, we've seen protests from farmers right across uh, Europe and in this country as well uh, as they last week and that this seems to be some kind of a concession to farmers this rowing back
2: well good evening Cormac well we, we've no idea what this actually means yet because okay the 30% reduction is going to be removed from the draft. But that—what does that mean? Like, it, it may not be there in the draft format. But when the actual document come out, comes out, what exactly is it going to mean? And well, in the, in it, loop, does it doesn't? It, it's quite yeah, simple,
0: is 20- not it? I mean, mm-hmm. if there's a 30% reduction in non-CO2 emissions that seems to be removed from this draft, the latest iteration. If that's not there, you don't have to meet that target.
2: Well, sure, we still have a legally binding Irish target of twenty five percent reduction from agriculture. So I mean are the Irish government going to drop that just drop that now? I don't think so. Do we want them to do it? No, absolutely not. We have to We, as every sector has to play their part. Mm. But we need fair play here. Like we've been asked to produce food at a much higher standard for both environmental reasons, biodiversity, climate change, air quality, water quality. Yet we have Europe trying to sign them a cursor deer to bring in food from other parts of the country with no standards on them. So mm. I mean this is what causing the anguish across the whole farmers all across in Ireland and all across Europe at the moment is it's not a level playing field
0: Yeah let me get clarification from Kieran on that what does it mean I mean if there's there's still targets from an Irish government point of view does it mean anything then if there's a a drop in in that target the 30% reduction in non-CO2 emissions from the previous draft of this European Commission document does it mean anything if that's removed then for the Irish farmer Kieran.
1: Uh, look I think it 's a headline target, and it all boils down to the sectoral plans that will be produced in the next mandate in, in the next term of the European Commission. Uh, I agree with Dennis uh, when he comes to uh, when he 's critical of Mercosur and other trade deals. I think the bottom line is that we have to ensure uh, that farmers are listened to because they 're on the cutting edge of this transition. They know better than any of us uh, how the weather is changing and how the climate is changing, uh, and I think we have common cause with farming that we all want to have uh, good quality uh, payments for farmers we all want to have healthy soil uh, we all want to ensure that produce being being taken on a ship or flown halfway around the world uh, is not being marketed without the same standards as uh, produce produced within the European Union so I, I actually think that we have a huge amount in common to yeah. to protect farm livelihoods
0: yeah but the other part of this document uh, this draft is that there seems to be an awful lot of proposals around technological advances and measures that could help with carbon capture or uh, to eliminate uh, carbon emissions and so on. And I just really wonder if if we're that advanced in terms of technology to rely, rely on that and start eliminating the targets that we have.
1: I, I think that's a, an absolutely a fair point. And I think the over-reliance on carbon capture and storage, the over-reliance on the emergence of small modular uh, nuclear reactors. I mean, the only one I know of that's operational, I think, is in Moscow. Uh, And I think economists have really cast a lot of cold water on this idea that small modular reactors will be cheaper or or easier to produce. I think as well, with the kind of water shortages we've seen um, uh, over recent summers and with the conflict in Ukraine, where we've seen uh, a nuclear power station shelled, I, I certainly I'm not convinced that nuclear is going to be the, the silver bullet in all of this. Mm. I wouldn't say to somewhere like France that you should shut your reactors tomorrow, but I think we have to be careful uh, about relying on both nuclear and carbon capture yeah. as being the get-out-of-jail okay, free Okay, so, so, so the
0: over-reliance this. on nuclear and technology and, and carbon capture as well. I think some people, Dennis, are going to be listening to the, this conversation and some of them might say, well done to the farmers. Well done to the the farmer lobby because, in a sense, they have made Brussels cave to some of their uh, protests uh, up until now. Would that
2: be fair? Well, I think the frustration is is a non-level playing field. I mean, as a farmer myself, if I want to do my bit for the environment, I can't get credit for it. If I plant trees, if I plant some of my farm into forestry, if I re-wet some of the bogland on my farm that goes to land use, land use change and forestry. If I put up wind turbine on my farm, that goes to the energy sector. If I cover my sheds and solar panels to generate electricity for the national grid, that goes to land use, or sorry, that goes to the energy sector. So there's a a huge uh, willingness in farmers uh, out there to do their part for the environment. But we're constantly being penalised for what we do, but we can't get credit for the good things that we do. Yeah, but hang on and this a second. Is
0: where the- Here's the problem, right? If you roll back, not you, but if the European Commission rolls back on some of the targets for uh, farmers, the agriculture sector, on foot of protest, because this is what, it seems to be what's happening. Well, then other areas have to do more. Do you accept that, Dennis?
2: No, but it's not that we don't want to do our part. I mean, it's just we we want to produce food that's more sustainable, more environmentally friendly, better for water quality, better for air quality, better for biodiversity. But when you produce that and it goes to the market and then you're told you have to take the same price as food coming in from other countries that has none of those criteria set out from. Yeah. how can that be fair? That's the frustration. Make your
0: case case on that. But the problem here seems to be that when the previous target was set on non- uh, CO two emissions, uh, that was taken into account, and now on foot of protests, the non CO two emissions have been rolled but, back on or raised. That but, can't be fair but, either, can it?
2: But how is it fair that if I put if I if I plant trees on my on my farm? To do my part for the environment, if I put up solar panels on my farm, if I put up wind turbine on my farm, that all goes to other sectors. So everything I do wrong is, is counted against me. All the things I'm willing to do right, I get no credit for it. That's where the frustration is. Like Kieran, it can't
1: be heads. Is he right? You win, tails I lose. <laughs> Look, I think, I think we, we have to take action. And I, I think farming is not... The farmers are not the bad guys in all of this. When you look at the price that a farmer is paid for a litre of milk and the price that it's retailed for in the supermarket, um, I mean, Dennis would know better than I do, uh, but you're only getting a tiny percentage of what's paid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think we have to have a new relationship between the consumer and the farmer uh, and ensure that the, the, the vast majority of the profit is not going the to, to the middle man. You know, and I think I've heard arguments on. in yeah. the last few days about um, how the EU is putting in anti-dumping measures on steel coming from outside the EU. It's putting in anti-dumping measures on Chinese cars. But why is not it Why is it then racing off to seal uh, trade deals with South America well, or, or and with Canada? The farmers are not and the
0: bad guys. But I had a conversation on this programme last week with a farming uh, lobby, the IFA, IFA and uh, Grace O'Sullivan, your colleague, is an MEP from the Green Party. And I got the impression, you can correct me if I'm wrong, Dennis, that farmers uh, feel that they are the bad guys in this whole conversation as a result of green policies. Am I right or wrong, Dennis?
2: We, we, it's not that we feel like we're the bad guys. We're being victimised because we don't have the opportunity to, to, to get credit for the things that we do right. And I'm, I'm glad that Kieran there has recognised the problem that I'm getting the same price for my milk now as, I, as my father would have 40 years ago. That's not sustainable. Like, you mean for 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 something to be sustainable, for the, Ireland to be sustainable, it has to be sustainable from uh, sustainable economic and social. Mm-hmm. But we're not economically sustainable if if somebody is not willing to say that the consumer has to pay more for the product, okay. or somebody somebody has to pay for the so, product. So I the can't question, say. Yeah.
0: So so let me sorry to jump in. So the question then goes back to the lawmaker, Kieran Cuff. If the farmers are given uh concessions and rightly so you say in in terms of green farming and so on other sectors surely will have to do more which sectors
1: well i i think it's not about saying that farmers don't have to do anything i i think we we do need to think carefully about how we farm the land and when you look at the changes that you've seen in farming over the last 40 years farm incomes in many respects in many areas are declining uh, and yet soil quality is declining as well so I think we need a common agriculture policy that is aligned with our green goals that is aligned with biodiversity and climate targets and I think for the farmer we need to ensure that they are compensated for the changes that they that they are making. No, but hang oh, on. I, I understand that. the European that, but Union budget are goes you, to farming at the saying, moment. Are you but saying but you're okay? Can I just finish one point?
0: This is key, because this goes to the point of what we're talking here. The, the draft that was published today by the European Commission says that the methane emissions, the methane targets, for example, for farmers are being dropped. Are you saying, Are you saying, Kieran, you're happy with that? Or do you want them back?
1: I, I, I'm not, and I haven't had the, the opportunity to look at the proposals in detail. Uh, I think every sector has to face targets. But I think particularly when it comes to an area like farming, we need to work with the farming community. And I think the problem that many farmers feel is that they were told for, for, for since the 1970s, make your farm larger, take out the hedgerows, use more chemicals. And then suddenly Europe turns around and says, actually, keep the hedgerows, less chemicals. Chemicals, pay more attention to the water quality. Think carefully about what you're growing. And they see a U-turn being performed at a European level. Uh, and I think it's important that we listen to, to the voices of concern from farmers and ensure that they are paid okay. a decent wage okay. for the work that they do. Final word really quickly, uh, Dennis, on that.
2: I think, look, Kieran has mentioned the, the the cap. The cap budget is not for for what for what it's what he's saying it's for. We, we, everybody talks about just transition for the farmer to change the ways and maybe you know go into carbon capture and more environmental measures, but nobody has so far mentioned a budget for just transition, okay. and that's hugely worrying to farmers.
0: Okay, five one double five one Kieran Cuff of the Green Party. Thank you, Dennis Drennan of the ICMSA. Thank you as well.